Well, what has happened to Jimmy Allen and his pal Speed Robertson? Jimmy's heart is torn by opposing emotions. He is utterly happy over the new change which has resulted in Speed's being appointed his flying instructor. But he is thoroughly miserable because of the suspicion cast upon Speed. Disregarding Jimmy's pointed request, Speed went down to the Army Experimental Aircraft Factory, thus adding to the grave doubt already directed at him. As yet, he is ignorant of the fact that the confidential drawings of the new jet-propelled airplane are missing. And even Jimmy does not know that the key drawings of the wing construction have been stolen. But now it is morning and a superb day for flying. Here are Jimmy and Speed leaning against the lower wing of their training plane as Flash Lewis warms up the engine. Well, Kitty, you all set? Boy, I feel like a million bucks this morning. What a day for flying. Oh, I feel fine too, Speed. Hey, but what about all those clouds up in the sky? Ah, Jimmy boy, this day's made for flying. Those clouds won't bother us any. They're just fair weather cumulus clouds that float across the sky so often in the summertime. We'll have a lot of fun with them. How do you mean, Speed? Say, kid, after your air work this morning, you'll be nuts about this sort of clouds. It's wonderful fun playing around those big billowy masses. You wait till we get up. I'll show you. Okay, Speed. There's one thing certain. There's not a breath of air stirring. That makes it easier to feel the controls than on a rough day when the wind is blowing hard. Sure, kid. Say, that's why most of the flying schools over in Europe during the last war made their students fly early in the morning and late in the evening. You see, there was more chance that the air would be calm at those periods. But you've got to get used to all kinds of weather, haven't you, Speed? Sure, Jimmy. Remember, you've got to learn to crawl before you can walk. And you've got to learn how to handle a ship in smooth weather before you can handle it in rough. Hey there, Flash. How you coming along? Isn't that engine hot enough yet? She'll be ready pretty quick, Speed. I just changed the oil this morning, and it's a little bit slow in warming up. Okay, Flash. You're this ship's doctor. Now, there's a mech for you, Jimmy. You know, it's fellas like Flash Lewis that keep pilots in the air. Don't ever forget that. No, I won't, Speed. I see what you mean. An expert mechanic is just as important as a pilot. Now, you're darn tootin', Jimmy. Mechanics that know their business are vitally important in making air travel safe for the public. Now, you take Flash for an example. He won't let us take this ship into the air until he's absolutely positive that everything's in perfect condition. I know, Speed. Our engine instructor in ground school was talking about that yesterday. The oil has to be heated to a certain point before it can circulate properly. Right you are, kid. And another thing. Do you notice how ever since Flash started that engine, he's kept it idling? He would no more think of revving up a cold engine than he would have asking a girl for a date. My speed, that can't be right. Flash told me he carried a club in both hands to keep girls away from him. Oh, if that isn't a laugh. I knew Flash overseas in both wars. If a girl even looked at him, much less talked to him, his knees would knock together with a noise like a burnout rod bearing. Hey, look, Speed. Look over there. Where, Jimmy? At that school ship taxiing out, Speed. Why, it's Shorty Mason and Major Moto. Uh, Jimmy, you must be mistaken. Shorty Mason's been grounded with the CAA. I'm positive I'm not mistaken, Speed. Look, he's in the front cockpit, and Major Moto's in the rear. Hey, they're giving the ship the gun. They're taking off. Oh, by George, Jimmy, I believe you're right. Well, I'll soon fix him. The CAA office will know about this as soon as I get back on the ground. Well, are you all set? I see Flash is revving up the engine. I'm all ready, Speed. My goggles are wiped off and my parachute's lying right there on the ground. Okay, let's get it on. All right. There it is. 
say, Speed, you'll have to wait a minute. This boat's loose and revs bad. Plug's no good. I'll get a new one from the ship. Okay, Flash. There you are again, Jimmy. Some mechs, especially on a school ship, would send us up even though one plug was cutting out. They'd figure that each cylinder has at least two plugs anyway. But not Flash Lewis. He's not going to trust all the work to one plug. Believe me, Jimmy, if you ever get in a tight spot where having your ship up to snuff is a matter of life and death, grab yourself a mech like Flash Lewis and then chain him to you with a steel padlock. <laughs> I'll remember that, all right, Steve. Having an A-1 mechanic... Must have been awfully important when you were flying during the war. I'll say it was, Jimmy. And don't ever think that the wise pilots didn't treat the mechanics right. I remember one fellow used to give the sergeant in charge half his paycheck every month. And the only time his motor ever quit him was when he ran out of gas. And that, Jimmy, happened when he was on an escort mission to Berlin with a strong headwind blowing from France. He didn't get back then, Speed? No, Jimmy. He spent the rest of the war in Stalag number one. Oh, Jimmy, listen... I didn't intend to say anything to you about it, but as long as we're alone and have an extra minute, I think I will. What was that fellow Russell getting at yesterday when he was questioning me about going down to the jet factory? What the dickens does he care how much or how little I go down there? After all, I'm going to do some work for them. Well, Speed, I, I'd like to tell no, you all of... Now, Jimmy, there you go again with some of that mysterious stuff. I haven't forgotten all you asked me the other day. Well, what is going on anyway? Oh, gee, Speed, really, well, if there was... here we are. I'll have his crate running in a jiffy. Say, uh, won't you have to make a test flash to see which plug it is? Oh, Jimmy, you ought to know me better than to ask that. Would a mother know which one of her children was crying? Well, sure, Flash, I guess she would. But that's just it. This plug wasn't making any noise. Well, Jimmy, let me put it a little different. If all of a mother's children were crying except one... Would she know which one wasn't? Now, you can't put flash in a crack, Jimmy. Not about engines. Now, which plug was missing? The plug on number two mag and number six cylinder speed. You see that, Jimmy? And his ears told him that while he was back in the cockpit. Say, Speed, who's that over in front of the school? Isn't that Shorty Mason? Well, it sure is, Jimmy. Uh, you must have been mistaken about seeing him take off a little while ago. Gosh, I don't think so, Speed. Say, Flash... Has Shorty Mason been doing any flying this morning? No. Mike Jones has taken over Shorty's students. Well, you're all set. That's the plug that's been doing the dirty work, all right. See how the porcelain's cracked? She'll turn up now. Okay, let's get started. Yeah, I'm going to be late. Sounds better now, doesn't she, Speed? Uh, you bet. Flashes lassoed those missing revs. All right, you brave aviators. Here's your sky buggy. That engine's talking now like a lady's sewing circle. Fine. Let's go, Jimmy. You want me in the rear cockpit, Speed? Right. Pretty soon we'll be changing, but not quite yet. Okay. I'm going to let you take her off this morning, Jimmy. Now remember, keep this plane straight and bring her up to flying position gradually as she gathers speed. Don't let the nose get down too far. The tips of the props will nick the ground. When you get her in flying position, she'll take herself off. Okay. Are you all ready to go? All set. Now, boy, wait a minute. You're not ready to take off yet. Well, what do you mean? Oh, sure, I know. The blocks aren't out yet. Well, that's one thing, Jimmy. Are the blocks out, Flash? Not yet, but they will be in a second. What else, Speed? 
I'm going to tell you something, Jimmy, and you must never forget it. It means not only safety for you, but for others. When you're finally ready to take an airplane off, always wait a second. Take a careful look all around you on the field and above you in the sky. Oh, gee, Speed, I'm sorry. I see what you mean, though. There's a transport just taking off on the north-south runway. If I should have taken off at that moment, there might have been a bad crash. Well, I'll always remember to look from now on. Fine, Jimmy. Are the blocks out, Flash? Yep. Let her rip. Well, everything's all clear now, Steve. Shall I give her the gun? Or it to her. feet in nice altitude. The bottom of those clouds is up about 2,000 more. After we've had a little air work, we'll go upstairs and I'll show you a little old-fashioned cloud hopping. But first, I want you to do some easy figure eights. You mean make a circle in one direction, then one in the other? Is that right? That's right, Jimmy. You see, figure eights are marvelous practice because they make you do alternate turns to the left and right. Some pilots get in the habit of always turning one way. They become better at turning in that particular direction, and that's a bad thing. You have got to be equally good at both. I get the idea. Shall I start now? Now, just a second. First, throttle your engine down a little. You don't need to run it that fast to maintain your altitude. About 1,600 RPM should be about right. She's reading 1,600 speed. What else? Now, work your trim tabs, Jimmy, so that the nose remains level on the horizon with your hand off the stick. I've got it. And do you get the idea of that? I think I do, Speed. This way, you can control the ship with the least possible amount of pressure on the stick. Right. Now, start your figure eight and make the same degree bank each way. Then your circles will be the same in size. Also, it'll help you to judge if you'll pick out two objects on the ground and make your circles around those objects. Now, I'd suggest that red barn down there. And let's see, that water tower over to the right. I'll try my best, Steve. Here goes. circle to the right. How was that? Ah, it was only fair. You slipped some. I think you're too intent on making your turns around that barn and water tower to watch your ship carefully. All right. I'll try to make this one better. Jimmy, look down there. Oh, I see it. It's a ship, and she's going to land in that small field. Hey, Speed, that's a school ship. Oh, by Jove, you're right. Here, I'll take the plane. We'll dive down and see if the pilot's in trouble. Well, I know that pilot, and he's flying alone. Speed, that's Major Moto. Is Jimmy right? And if so, why is Major Moto landing in this small, lonely field? For the answer, tune in to the next episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. <laughs>